The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, I forgot to move my laptop. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Trapper Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Maul, in here with AJ checking in. I don't know where Dre at. Dre a little bit late, but I'm sure he's going to be on the way. Um, Before we get to our guest, AJ, how you feeling, big dog? You good, bro? I'm good, man. Uh, Finally, the day has come that uh, Ron Rivera is no longer the head coach of the Washington Commanders. So, you know, like I told y'all privately, the the season for the Washington Commanders finally starts. Not in September, but in January. <laughs> the, new, the new era, man. The new era, bro. Like it, it's so it's. I ain't, I said the last show, bro. Like it, I felt like four years <laughs> of my time was wasted dealing with this team under under Ron, man. And that's very frustrating. But we passed it, bro. Honestly, I ain't even got no time. Like I have no interest in even talking about, bro. Like I'm, 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 I'm past that, bro. Like I feel so good. People's, people. Matter of fact, we're, uh, we're Jay Tyler. And I don't know if he in the chat right now, but Jay Tyler, I saw him mention me on, uh, on Twitter the other day, saying I really hate Ron. It's like it's so crazy because like if I don't have to talk about him, you wouldn't even, you don't, you wouldn't even know how I feel about him. Like <laughs> I yeah, don't. It's, 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 it's crazy, man. My, my, my pops actually even asked me about Ron Rivera today. Like, I mean, I got an African father, so. First thing they always concerned about is how much does somebody get paid? <laughs> so I'm like, man, Ron Rivera has made 32 million being the coach of the Washington Commanders, football team, Redskins, whatever. And he still got 8 million that's due to him. I'm like, that man ain't never coaching again. Like he got the rest of his life to enjoy. He's been through some, some tribulations, kick back, relax with his wife, his dog, his kids. And, and just live a, a, a good normal life yeah, without having, to, you know, focus on wins and losses. And in his case, more losses than wins. So, 
Yeah. You know, well, congrats he, he to went that outside, man. Bro. That's but the best birthday gift they gave him was putting him out of his misery today, this morning, and he get to go chill, man. Yeah, man, he good. But uh, in the meantime, we got a whole bunch of things to talk about today's show or tonight. Um, and with us, uh, look, uh, uh, is it Arabia? I'm a- uh, Arabia, Arabia. <laughs> now, I, I want you to know, Arabia. I, I, when I asked him for pronunciation, that's exactly how I asked the first time, and he gave me something different. <laughs> so, bro, because because it's how you spell array, and I was but like, I, that's nah, a pronunciation. Let me make sure I, I pronounce it the, a different way for you in writing. That's what look like. It's, it's all good. We'll we'll let her we'll let her say her own name. Right, yeah, we'll so my name is uh-huh. my name is Arabia. Uh, I speak two languages, so in Spanish it is Arabia. So you get a pass there. You're oh. not wrong. Right pronunciation is the wrong language. But yeah, it's Arabia. <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, but yeah, now AJ AJ vouch for you. Like I said, this is my first time for everybody that's checking in. That's 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 the regulars on Travel Dive. Um, this is a first guest for me, but AJ and uh, Arabia have known each other, so. Uh, this is about easy. It's easy money, as easy as it gets for for Commanders football tonight. It's a perfect day for you to join us because I mean, it's a ton of news. Um, I don't know where you stood on the Ron tenure. So, if if there's one last mention that I have for Ron Rivera before we even get into the, the news of today, after he's been fired and all the the coaching candidates and even Josh Harris's interview, I mean things like that. Uh, I want to give you the floor just to even introduce yourself on the, the team side. Like, what do you think about um, Ron's tenure? Uh, you you can take it wherever you want to go, Arabia. But what do you think about uh, the the work that was done here or or maybe the work that wasn't done here over a four year period? Yeah. So, of course, the headlines today read Ron Rivera fired after a 413 win season. But that certainly doesn't tell the whole story. Right. And I think that Ron Rivera, for me, um, even since the Dan Snyder area will probably go down as one of my least productive coaches. Um, after four years of being here, there were really no large hallmarks of success outside of maybe the 2020 division win. Um, and so I think everyone can agree that this was no longer a mutually beneficial relationship and that his departure was for the best, probably for everybody. Um, so, you know, a, a bit of, a bit of, I'm sure, sadness on his end for departing the organization, but not too much on my end. I'm happy mm-hmm. to see him go. I'm glad they gave, gave him the dignity of waiting until the season ended, but I, I have no qualms about his departure today. Hey, I think we all in the same boat. Dre, appreciate you checking in, big dog. I know this is a monumental day. You know, I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought about, I was like, um, this was one of these days where I, I knew that I wanted to drink just to celebrate, right? But I also had a battle. I was at the liquor store. I was like, bro, I don't know. After after what I went through Thursday, I barely survived that show, bro. I was like, uh, I don't know if I should, but I did anyway, man. I can't help myself. Hey, man, y'all y'all just some alcoholics, bro. Y'all just looking for any reason to drink. I don't need you. Y'all be, y'all be drinking on St. Patrick's Day, too, huh? I don't know. Why not? I got five Irish in me. I did one of them DNA tests, so you know what I'm saying? I got a little bit of Irish in me. You got a little bit of Irish in you? I got a little bit of everything in me, bro. There you go, man. Pause, 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 pause. pause. You're right. (laughs) Shout out to AJ, because I was about to to say, all right, I feel it, bro. Hey, you feeling that drink? Shout out to AJ, bro. Maul take that sip. He good. (laughs) AJ, help me out, bro. Um, okay, so we know we know where we at, man. Uh, Ron's been fired today. Uh, no more like officially done with the Dan Snyder era after the removal of Ron. 
Um, currently, as we stand, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been at the gym for like the last two hours, but I know we know that Eric Bieniemy is still on the the staff. Um, and then I'm sure I'm sure that most of the assistant coaches are still around. Uh, just by uh, I don't know, like standard standards in the NFL, I guess. Um, I know it, I think Marty Marty Herney, I mean Martin Mayhew got fired. Um, I think Herney's still around. All hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Martin Mayhew? Yeah, I don't think that Martin Mayhew got fired. I'm pretty sure he's still on staff. I saw that there was one report that he did, but from all of the other sources that I saw, um, the other additions, which I'm sure you guys will get to, are going to help him find a GM. So for right now, Martin Mayhew is still in the building. All right, so he's still the here. consultants will help find a GM. Okay. So, all right, bet. So where is – all right, so everybody's still around there. So, no, so pretty much – so pretty much there's some people within the coaching staff that had expiring contracts. Eric Bieniemy is not one of those. When he signed here last year, he had a two-year contract. So essentially whoever that they might hire as they a head coach could still utilize his contract to, to be their OC since they have to pay. They have to pay him anyways. But as far as what I've read, I haven't been on it every single minute, but Marty Herney and uh, Martin Mayhew are still – uh, doing their job, they're still employed until someone is officially hired. But the way that Washington is going about doing the interview process, they're kind of finagling around it because in most cases you're supposed to have those people be fired before you can can conduct these interviews. They're kind of just doing it a different way, um, football ops, whatever, you know, like well, just so they, they don't can have a structure right now, AJ. Like they, yeah. they have, they have to do it this way without the structure in place. Yeah. They just trying to, I, I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't blame them. Like you got to strike while it's hot. Cause you well, let's, let's just go ahead and get into it right now. Team. Then let's, let's talk about it now. Cause uh, from what I understand, and you got the floor AJ, um, but from what I understand uh, today, uh, I think, I think I sent it to the chat too. Like this was one of these, this is one of those times where matter of fact, um, Josh Harris said in his pressure, like he he's he's doing a rapid yet thorough search of like his 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 choices or whatever whatever he is he's looking for. Um, and I think from what we understand to this point, he's looking for or he's interviewing for he's interviewing people for a GM role, um, head of football operations, and obviously head coach. Um, but to his point, what he said in the presser, rapid but thorough. Odds are he's trying to get this done pretty quickly. Um, AJ, you got the floor to, to just finish everything that you had going on, but we kind of understand at this point as well that Bob Myers and Rick Spillman um, are going to be uh, working alongside uh, Mitch Rails, Irvin, uh, or Magic. I'm reading, I'm reading the presser, but Magic Johnson, David Blitzer, um, and obviously Josh Harris as their um, as his advisory group or committee. Um, but yeah. W- What's the what? Where are you at in terms of like how how quickly do you think they need to get this done? I mean, how quickly they need to get it done versus how quickly I think they will get it done is two yeah. different things. Because um, this morning I personally woke up surprised at the news that Bob Myers, formerly of the Golden State Warriors, and Rick Spielman, a long term executive and GM for the Minnesota Vikings, were going to be involved in this process. But as we all know, a lot of these teams tend to consult with search firms that don't know shit about sports, don't know anything about football, whatever. And they pay them over like somewhere, sometimes over half a million dollars to help them conduct these searches. So in this case, I take it that Josh Harris and company 
owning two other franchises in, in, in different leagues. They just said, hey, we'll utilize our database, pay them a consultant fee. And these people have actually been in sports, whether it be basketball or, or football. It's all relative to how you communicate and you deal with human beings and these uh, pro athletes. Um, so I have no problem with how they're going about it, as we've seen today. Almost everybody in the NFL pretty much stands to to get an interview. <laughs> like requests are coming left and right. Uh, you're not really even seeing that posted or commented on uh, about the franchises that have had openings for some time now, whether it be the Raiders, um, the, the San Diego, not San Diego, the L.A. Chargers, the Panthers fired their GM today. But I see it as Josh Harris wants to go get the best guy he can get immediately and make sure if we do identify that is our guy, they don't even have a chance to meet with another organization or even negotiate any type of numbers like we lock in on our guy. So I have no problem with it. Um, you know, it's just all about a lot of these guys that they want to interview have certain rules that they have to abide by. Um, like Adam Peters, luckily for him, San Francisco has the number one seed in the NFC uh, playoffs. So he is free to do an interview. Uh, but guys such as, I don't know. Uh, anybody playing in a wild card, essentially. Yeah, pretty much anybody in a wild card is, is pretty much like held hostage in a sense until next week. Um, so I'm all for it, man. I'm I'm glad that we, we've seen a collection of people uh, that are experienced, some that haven't had the opportunity fully, uh, some that also are minorities, such as an Ian Cunningham, uh, a Glenn Cook, who I personally know uh, that's with the Browns. Um, I think there'll be more names that comes out even further, but like the big get and the big name that everyone is going to latch on to is Adam Peters uh, due to his tenureship in San Francisco. Uh, I actually know Adam from the time that I represented Navarro Bowman of the 49ers um, and still have a relationship with those guys at the 49ers, Jed York, uh, pretty solid dude. But that's a guy that's pretty much been built up in San Fran to get promoted eventually to a GM position once John Lynch kind of either wanted to step away or they kept elevating. Uh, as I told you guys privately, I think it might be a, a, a play. It might be bluff, but as of right now, he's accepted the request and the 49ers have also approved the request for him to interview as he declined two last year with the Tennessee Titans and uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So that's a huge step. And if that's their guy, they could possibly hire Adam Peters before the weekend. Hey, look, man, for me, I actually just love the how the, the, the wide net that they've casted with this search. I mean, it's unfamiliar. It's, un it's unprecedented territory for us. I mean, usually in the Dan Snyder era, we kind of knew who the favorite was for whether it was the GM or the head coach. We knew like a Ryan month. I in December, bro. <laughs> Bruh, like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we knew a month beforehand who the favorites were. Like, I think even when the Jay Gruden process went down, we knew Jay Gruden was going to be the guy because we were connecting the dots to Bruce Allen. You know, even the Mike Shanahan thing, like Bruce Allen got hired first, but we kind of knew that they were going to be coming in together. Like that was kind of the things that was reported. And all of this to say, because Dan Snyder was, it wasn't no search firms. It wasn't no consultant. 
he got he locked onto a name or a guy and that was his person like he was going to you know it, it wasn't going to be a whole bunch of due diligence he might have abided by the Rooney rule whatever but the case case is we always had a situation where we kind of knew who the guy was and none of those actually turned out right I mean even though these names when they came in I mean they were prominent names I mean a lot of the head coaches that Snyder brought in I mean Shanahan you know, um, Ron Rivera. I mean, all of these guys had like a name, even Marty Schottenheimer. Like they did something else where like, or they, they took their teams to the top and Snyder was kind of chasing that glory. But none of, none, none of it worked out because he was the overseer pretty much. <laughs> like we were doomed. Well, at least with this search, I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't know if this is going to be successful, but you do feel like it's not doomed from the start. Like you feel like you at least have a chance, like you have a dying chance with somebody or, you know, with the search that they're doing, because they're doing due diligence. And then the, the names that they got, I know some people were complaining about Bob Myers because he has an NBA background and like people are, you know, people are like, Whoa, what, what is he going to do with the search? I'm like, first off, he's, helping conduct interviews and the structure of an organization you can do that you know whether you've been involved in a sport or not because you know how franchises like million dollar or billion dollar franchises you know how these things operate and successfully bob myers was in a successful organization with the golden state warriors he knows what a successful front office looks like and you can apply those to another sport i mean the wizards actually did it too i mean they had a guy sashi brown i think he's worked in the yeah, nfl and he, yeah. sasha brown he's I think he's back with the yeah he's back in the NFL now but I think he's with the Ravens right now yeah 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 man he's he's been kind of flip-flopping you know in the Wizards you know even though I'm not a big Ted Leonsis fan I do think he's kind of looked at he he the one that went out there and got the search firms and he kind of you know was thinking outside of the box and that's kind of what you see with the commanders here uh Josh Harris is thinking outside of the box for some of these hires. I mean, like I said, the Bob Myers thing was completely out of left field. I mean, the Spielman thing is actually funny because I think we've kind of been connected to him in the past. Like, you know, he's been a name that's come up when we've talked about GM searches. I think when we were hiring Ron, Spielman's name was kind of coming up a lot. Like, oh, maybe he'll be the GM. But then they went on ahead and gave Ron full control and did the coach-centric thing. But again, I love the, the wide net that they're casting. It's to the point where I don't even have a – you know, a, a specific preference as to who we're going to hire. Like, I mean, because they, they, everyone they're hiring in, in, or at least interviewing, this is something I've been talking about is they are looking at successful organizations. Like not one of these guys, except for maybe the bears, but even Ian Cunningham, his background dates back to what is it? Uh, who, I'm, I'm Baltimore, like, yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, the Baltimore front office, like Ian Cunningham comes from that background. So all of these guys that they're bringing in the interview and talk to, they're all uh, coming from successful organizations to the point, like I said, where I don't necessarily even have a preference. As long as it's somebody that you know came from somewhere where they did it right. I know the Adam Peters thing is intriguing to me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I love the thought of him. You know, a lot of people speak highly of him. Um, I know, AJ, we kind of had this conversation privately where you were saying he may be bluffing to go back to San Fran. But the play could be that they promote him into the position where uh, John Lynch is probably going to get promoted to with the 49ers. I think the thought with San Francisco is John Lynch is going to get elevated to um, the, the high uh, VP or president of operations. Then they're going to have the GM, which they wanted to promote um, Peters to. But if they're going to give Peters the same promotion that John Lynch is getting, I mean, he's going to have the highest title in the front office structure. So, I mean, that's one way to poach him if that's your guy. You know, but that's that's one guy that really intrigues me. But again, man, I love the process right now. Again, it doesn't guarantee anything. I don't know where it leads. 
But the point is they're casting a net, and I think we're seeing due diligence that we haven't seen here before. Radio. Yeah, I would just uh, offer maybe maybe not pushback, but just a caveat to that. Whereas though, you know, someone who has a great resume and has found success over here, that might not translate over here. And so someone who has found success but then comes over here, for me again, I don't really have a list of preferences yet. I will. I need to do a little bit more research on everyone who I've seen that they've officially reached out to. But um yeah, I just hope that there's chemistry within that front office between everyone and that it marries well with the talent. We've seen in organizations where it's the right player, wrong coach, right player, wrong system. Um, and so I just hope whoever they do get, it makes intuitive sense with whatever they do as far as talent goes. I, I think for me, um, now two things. I want to touch on something that Dre mentioned. Uh, first part was with a dude from – from not the Niners, Adam Peters, right? Um, and, and AJ, you mentioned you think it may be like a, a little ploy and he may just come back to San Fran. But I also think that uh, now, granted, I'm spitballing off the just off the strength of like knowing San Francisco over the past few years under John Lynch, right? Um, you know, there's been a lot of conversations just generally around the football, around NFL football. Like think about a coordinator. This is probably the easiest example. Um, think about Adam Gase in, in Denver when he had Peyton Manning, right? And he got a head coaching job off, off Peyton Manning, right? Um, and I'm sure the job for him was obvious. It was a clear promotion, but like he took that job because he wanted to prove that it wasn't Peyton Manning that was doing the, that was doing the work. It was like, I'm, I'm just as good. Like I, I can, I can scheme up an offense, right? And then now granted, when I say Gates, like that's a terrible example of a head coach. But my point and reason why I mentioned him compared to Peters, like you think about a person who's under John Lynch or even under Kyle Shanahan, and, and there's more examples. I, that was just the first one off the top of my head. But like there's more examples and, and better examples. But like when you think about a, a person that, from a GM standpoint, um, the motivation to leave San Francisco could be off the strength of like if I stay here, like how much credit would I really get? as opposed to, like, doing my own thing in Washington. I mean, I think like, a good example I denied, that would be, would be Eric Bieniemy, And we saw Eric Bieniemy kind of get away from Andy Reid, get away from Patrick Mahomes, and see him on his own from underneath Reid. So, I mean, we, we do see that very often within our own organization. Yeah. I might say, there you go. I might say, that's one right right now, right now, uh, but, our front yard. But, and, but the, cra- the crazy thing is, of all the names that came out today, the one name I was sitting back waiting on, and – and it, it kind of correlates with what you're talking about, Maul, right, is Will McClay. Will McClay is pretty much the GM of the Dallas Cowboys, black guy. Like, for whatever reason, he has not wanted to get out of that fold. He's, he's not wanted to propel himself to be the face of, I'm the one that picked Micah Parsons. I'm the one that picked Deron Bland, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, like he hasn't wanted to do that yet. I think everyone just, for whatever reason, you know, everyone has a they they mission or they purpose of how they want to be uh, identified amongst the league, and maybe that is Adams calling. You feel me? Maybe he does want the the recognition, but then there are some that just have such a strong relationship with the ownership group that they don't even care, like. They cool with whatever they get as long as they got their job, <laughs> they getting their pay. 
Would you call you that lack of ambition? That sounds like lack of ambition. I mean, not to say that that's a bad thing, but maybe yeah, they don't like the shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know. Like, it may just be a person who's like, well, you know what? Ambition, pro- lack of ambition probably is a strong word. I'm about to say, yeah. I mean, some I- people, when people think about comfort, like, I, I know people, you and you, you, like your job, Dre, we both in government, bro. I know, we know what comfort look like, bro. <laughs> like, people just. I see comfort. it every day. <laughs> we know what comfort look like. So you might be right, bro. Lack of ambition. I don't know. What yeah, you say, I mean. I don't know if it's lack of ambition, but it could be just some people are comfortable, man. Like, you know, you take an Adam Pierce, for example, you grew up in California, you grew up in the West Coast, you've been there your whole life to uproot your family to the East Coast, for example, is a hell of a move. I know I know it'll save him a lot of money because living in Santa Clara is not cheap. Like Shit, it's <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not even remotely close. Like I know you're right, it, though. You're right. In so, Santa Clara, you could you could have a an eight million dollar home and, and have no gated community. Like you right on the block with the gas station <laughs> and, and the Dunkin' Donuts. Like so, it, it's just one of those things, man. It'll be interesting uh, to see how these interviews unfold because I do believe if Adam Peters truly gives them an inclination like I want this job after that interview like I said this could probably get done before the first wild card game on Saturday so to add on to the, the second part of, of this right um if, if I'm listening to Josh Harris's presser and just understanding like who he is and even understanding like if we're getting off to the right foot here right um I do agree with you Dre uh I I, I like the fact that they're casting a wide net um and, and the reason why I'm gonna bring up the little thing that I sent to y'all y'all don't y'all don't like the reporter I'm not even gonna mention mention the person's name right because y'all, y'all we don't yeah. like the reporter but, who but, is it yeah we just I, I, I know yeah yeah, yeah. But, but see I'm saying I'm saying that to say the reason why I brought it up is because I I thought it was a good angle right because like we're the only team currently uh out of all of the vacancies who are putting out these names right and and putting out who we're trying to interview and things like that. While I think that it's a sign from the front or management ownership to 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 just show the fans that we're actively like we're in this, like we ain't fucking around type shit, right? I do wonder like what these other teams are doing and, and why that hasn't happened. And there's like already three or four more vacancies currently, right? But that's a side note. That's not even my point right now. My point and what I think about Josh Harris, right? He mentioned the fact that um you know, accountability is one thing that he wants to hold the, the, the best talent to when he, whenever he hires them. Right. And I like that. Right. Cause he said that in his presser. He also said that in his statement, but also something that I want to bring to attention is like, he's even holding himself accountable in his hiring search already. And I don't know if people have seen that yet or even recognized it yet. And I want to put that to the spotlight too. Like I know every, everybody's in a good mood right now, but but it is true, like to just just to acknowledge that this is a it's way different from what we've understood in the past. Like this person has said, um, you know, we're gonna hold these the best talent accountable, right? But then he hires the um uh uh, uh what's his name, um Rick Spillman and Bob Myers. But why does he hire them? He hires he hires Spillman because he doesn't know about the X's and O's. Like so, I'm gonna make sure that I get somebody in here for for when they're talking to me about something. That Spillman, you mean Myers? Bounce. No, 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 no. I'm no, talking Spillman. about X's and O's yeah. football. Spillman, yeah, from the, the GM for the for the Vikings. Oh, like, yeah. Relationships I as well, yeah, Jamal. Didn't know. 
Yeah, so no, no. So what I'm saying is like Spillman uh for the X's and O's that uh Harris doesn't know or or Magic Johnson or or Rails or all those all those yeah, other even people Bob like, Myers. Myers <laughs> like, yeah. and Bob Myers, like he's the person who's gonna have everybody's back because he has more uh what subject matter expertise, right? Like he he understands this game to this point, and Josh Harris is gonna have that humility, he's already showing it. Like, I don't have the answers, but I want to make sure that I have somebody in here when I hire these people that this person is going to get the job done. And then when you talk, talk about Myers, right, a person who understands what winning looks like and understands, like, uh, leadership and, and, and character traits, right? I don't have – Josh Harris, I don't have the answers, right? But I'm going to rely on Myers, and I trust him, and I'm going to make sure that he understands and relays and communicates this uh, to my advisory committee and I'm going to make sure that I value his input because I don't have the answers when I make this decision. And I think when you talk about accountability, like that is a person who understands from a leadership standpoint, if you are giving people power to do their job and to, to get, like you're giving them the, um, you're empowering them to, to voice their opinion, right? That's, that's as good as it gets from leadership. And that's where it's like, it's a good start. It's a really good start. And when you talk about accountability, like it's already started. He didn't get to the he didn't get to the hires yet. It, it started with the ownership. Like he's holding himself accountable. I don't know something, so I'm gonna make sure I get these guys in that's gonna hold me down. And I think that's a really good start. I think as far as that, some people were talking about if it was a good idea whether he hired NBA guys for a football job. But there are certain aspects of leadership that transcend individual sports. There are certain aspects of leadership that transcend sports in, in general. So I don't find that to be an issue. I think it's actually less ego driven for him to rely on guys who might know what they're talking about in these situations. So I, I, I don't think there's any cause for concern there. And, and, you know, I want to touch on that Arabia is right. Um, you know, with Josh Harris, you can see the background. I mean, what he's done in the hockey world and the NBA world, he's kind of deferred to the the people who know what they're doing. And, and this, that's something we're not used to here for the Washington football franchise. We're used to the owner kind of running a dictatorship, even though he hasn't spent the uh, time or the work. He didn't want to admit that, you know, other people that has been doing this, that gets paid to do this, that has studied this, that they know more than him. He he wouldn't admit that no one knew more than him about football. Jay Gruden said that Dan Snyder thought he invented the game of football. You know, so that <laughs> that's where we're that, that's where we're coming from. At, you know, as an organization with the owner, but Josh Harris has a proven track record in that he defers to the guys that know the sport. He pays people that know the sport better than he does, and he trusts these people. and And that's one of the things that makes this job more attractive. And I actually said this earlier on Twitter. We, Maul and AJ, we had this on the show a few weeks ago. We, we did the whole thing about the most attractive job searches in these, you know, in the NFL coming up. We oh, yeah. were ranked, what, what, what were we, we were ranked like number seven. I think we kind of thought that was like, uh, it's a little bit low. But at the same time, you know, I felt like we were being undersold a little bit. But now you're hearing things like Adam Peters, who's turned down GM jobs before. He's accepting a, a, a GM interview here and and then you see guys like the Matt Millers, the the Ian Rappaports, all of these guys are tweeting things about how attractive this job destination is to the point now where I think we might have the most attractive opening in the NFL. Now, before that might have sounded like Homer speak, <laughs> but <laughs> listening to everybody talking how everybody wants it, but when, it sounds like we might be the most attractive position right now. But when those conversations happened at the time, because I, I brought it up too, and I asked y'all, I asked y'all like what. It, how attractive is it compared to other teams in the NFL? 
when we had that conversation, we weren't projected to be the number two overall pick. We were like five or six. I'm like, that's that. true. So but we still so, had the cap space I, and the, the cap structure space. that's coming. Yeah. But I, I think I think the attractive job is the one that has a quarterback and a left tackle figure out still. Like it didn't matter. I don't think we number one still, by the way. I still don't think we number one. But, yeah, it, but. it didn't matter if Washington ended up with the number two, number four, number six pick in the draft. It's still, you know, the, the Chargers have Justin Herbert. So you're not coming in there with the expectation of having to go find a quarterback. They've already identified that's their quarterback before you got in. So now your job is just to get him to an even further level instead of having to go search for that guy. So that's that's the risk and where I still believe that the Chargers is the best job out there. But ultimately, if you're into wanting to create your own vision, as we talked about 10 minutes ago, some people needed to step out of that show. We've seen Eric Bieniemy take the risk and, and step out of that that umbrella of Andy Reid. You know, some people may say it paid off. Some people may say it was the worst decision you could have made. But, hey, at least you took that jump. You took that leap of faith. Not everyone is, is, is going to take that leap. And I just feel like Washington is a, is a great job if you're down to actually put in the work, if you're down to actually grind it out. Not saying that you don't have to grind it out elsewhere, but with the L.A. Chargers, you got your quarterback in Justin Herbert, and you got your left tackle in Rashawn Slater. You just got to get a GM that's going to be able to 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 fix those numbers <laughs> with with some of your marquee players. What's that? A whole bunch of restructures, right? Oh, good. Go I think go it depends on. I think it depends on who you are and what you're looking for. Like, because like you said, if you're a lot of these people that they're hiring are assistant OC, assistant GM, assistant, assistant that. And it's, it could be very alluring to be like, hey, now you could be credited with helping to develop this quarterback that we get out of the draft. You could be credited with, you know, really making your mark and putting your stamp on an offense or whatever it is. So depending on like who you are, what your resume is and what you're looking for out of a position, this could for sure be the most attractive destination for you versus going to a place that already has a Herbert. Cause then people are going to be like, Oh, the talent was already there. They were kind of just a placeholder or you would have less of a magnitude of, of, of credit for what you're doing. So I, I would say it really just depends. We are extremely, the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attractive as far as matriculation into our organization, not just because of the opportunity for the draft picks and all the arsenal that we have, you know, as far as cap space, five top 100 picks, um, but a very rare rebuild in the NFL, considering how rarely ownership changes from top to bottom, from ownership to potentially a new OC. We'll see what happens there. Head coach, drafting a quarterback, all these different pieces. I mean, this is like really very rare. So to get in here would be very attractive for, for a lot of different people. And I'm, I'm just going to add on to this. I mean, because I agree with everyone. Everyone's making great points. But as far as the attractiveness of the destination, I got to ask, who are the artists out there? Like, who are the true creators out there? Because for a true creator, they're looking at this situation with a blank canvas. And who doesn't want a blank canvas with premium assets that they can build their own vision in? And that's what the Washington situation is. I mean, not even just from the coaching standpoint. We're talking about from the GM standpoint. I mean, you get to come in here and pretty much create this team and the vision that you want to see it. Sure, you can go to San Diego with Justin Herbert and try to build something there with him. I mean, I'm sure that's attractive to certain guys like maybe a John Har- I mean, Jim Harbaugh. You know, the, guy- the guys who've kind of been what you want to call the retreats. Maybe even Raheem Morris would view that situation as a more attractive. But a guy like the Ben Johnsons, the Mike McDonald's, those type of candidates who've never had a head coaching job, they can look at this situation and say, hey, I can come in here and I can draft my quarterback number two, and I can look like a damn genius when I leave out of here if I can create, you know, everyone, no one's coming in here thinking they're going to fail. Everyone thinks they're going to come yeah. in here and they're going to be the guy. And if you come out here and be the guy here, you feel like, man, I'm, I can walk out of here, goddamn genius. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's how I think for the artists, for the people who are one that are hungry, the people who want to create something, this makes this place much more attractive than even a San Diego who already has their left tackle and their quarterback in place. Um, so look, I got one more question before we get out of here. And Arabia, I'm gonna start with you right now. Before I let me get through for what we know so far, because we haven't even gone through this yet. I'm gonna just go through the names um for everybody. Uh, and, and we're going to add – oh, it's, all right, I added it. All right, bet. Um, so, so far for head coach, known request. And y'all can fill me in if I'm missing somebody. We have Aaron Glenn, uh, the Lions defensive coordinator. Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, potentially. Uh, Raheem Morris, Rams defensive coordinator. Anthony Weaver, Ravens uh, assistant head coach slash uh, defensive lines coach. Then you got Mike McDonald's. Uh, the the Ravens DC and obviously Bobby Schloick, um Texas OC for front office um, known requests Glenn Cook um, for the Browns he's interviewing for head of football operations or request was for head of football operations candidate and Cunningham Bears assistant GM uh, he's interviewing for GM uh, candidate or he's a GM candidate Mike Borgonzi uh, Jerry and I saw you in the chat you mentioned him. Uh, Chiefs assistant GM, he's interviewing or they're requesting an interview for a GM candidate spot. Adam Peterson, Adam Peters, we already talked about him. And then Alec Hollaby, uh, Eagles assistant GM, uh, he's interviewing for a head of football operations candidate. Uh, Arabia, what would you say your preference is uh, for head coach and offensive coordinator slash uh, defensive coordinator? Like, uh, is this like a person that you are, I guess, looking for who can who can be more of a leader or is he more dialed in on X's and O's or how do you kind of balance that? Uh, what do you what do you think? What do you say your preference is? Or if, if you want to name names, too, you can do that. Um, but but what do you, what is your preference? 
Yeah, so so I'll name names, not in terms of a preference or a ranking yet, because I still have to formulate that list for myself, but I'll list mm -hmm. them in terms of why they might be interesting to me. The overarching theme, I'm very consistent. And like you said, a good word for that is balance, is how well will that marriage work out? If we do have a delegator, I would like for the people who he's delegating to, i.e. if we have a manager type of head coach who delegates we need an x's and o's coordinator right so as long as it makes sense then that's cool but some of the people that are interesting to me of course ben johnson is interesting to me i think he's really good at getting a lot of talent out of his players um he's also very versatile in that oc we see jameer gibbs line up in all kinds of different ways so that's very interesting um also i don't think we've mentioned him but bobby slowick also is interesting again not a preference but interesting because um, he's really good at attacking those kind of um, too high safety looks that a lot of teams do now. D'Amico Ryans runs a lot of cover four in practice. And one of the many reasons why CJ Stroud is finding uh, success in the league is because he plays that in practice all the time. So he can recognize it in the game more easily. So I think it's very attractive for an OC to be able to carve out a defense that is showed a lot in the NFL. Um, and, of course, he's part of that Shanahan tree. He was with the Redskins under Mike Shanahan and then with the 49ers. He was with Kyle Shanahan, now OC for the Texans. So that would certainly be interesting. Again, out of preference, but interesting. Um, Pep Hamilton, who I'm not sure if we mentioned Pep Hamilton either. He was the former GM and head coach of the XFL Defenders. He has a familiarity with the DMV. Um, he was first starting out as a coach, a quarterback coach, and a different kind of coach for Howard. Um, again, with the defenders, also a former OC for the Texans. So that could potentially be interesting. Um, Lou Anarumo, also a defensive coach for the Bengals. Philosophically, philosophically, he likes to assess players and set them up and put them in positions to succeed. Now, whether the talent comes out and execute is, is a different thing, but he does put his players in a, in a place to succeed. Um, and some of these people have not officially been extended interviews, but to that point, I'm sure that there is a list. The list that we have, I'm sure, is not comprehensive in terms of it being all-encompassing with the people that they are actually interviewing. I'm sure they're keeping some things close to the vest. You know, like like he said, some of the quality candidates have options, right? Some of the people who you would really like have current obligations and have, have different ways that they can go. So I'm sure there's a list of individuals that we're not even privy to at the moment. Um, so preference, no. Interesting candidates, Yes, but it, whoever it is, it has to make sense within that organization. And then as far as whatever talent we end up having. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, Arabia laid out a, a good list, uh, a name I didn't think of in regards to head coaching, but he's definitely a, a great teacher of the game, Pep Hamilton. Uh, he has a lot to do with this, the early success that Justin Herbert even experienced with the Chargers. A lot of people don't know he's 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 essentially a quarterback whisperer in my eyes. Um, solid dude, uh, but for me, man, I'm if it was my call, I'm locked in on Raheem Morris, bro. Like, not even from the predictable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, All right. some people, somebody asked, somebody asked that's your man. <laughs> that's his man. <laughs> some people might say I'm biased. Yes, I do have a relationship with with Ra, um, but. Look at that Overall, nickname. He said Rob, bro. It's already <laughs> I know. It, he, nickname he basis. He, 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 <laughs> he abbreviated the man name to two letters, bro. Come that, on. That's how, that's, that's how we know the man. We know the man as Rob. Like, he is a master at, a, at, at motivating people and cultivating relationships. Not only 
is he great at that? But he's also done an amazing job in the NFL. Before it was even a, a, a young head coach trend, he was the first one to get a job at the age of 33, 34. And, and and be the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, as they say with minority candidates within this league, typically these guys get these opportunities that are set up to fail. Like D'Amico Ryans, a lot of people thought he was set up to fail taking a Houston job because we've seen what they did with the prior two head coaches that happened to be black and David Cully uh, and uh, Lovey Smith. But what he did, year one, he got them in the playoffs with a, with a rookie quarterback. And also a rookie offensive coordinator, because even Bobby Slowick is really from the defensive side of the ball. He's not even an offensive guy. He only been doing offense for one year under San Fran, but that's where Raheem comes into play. Raheem has coached DBs. He's been offensive guy for the Atlanta Falcons. He led the Rams to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl as their defensive coordinator. Like Sean McVay has stood on tables for this man and said how important he is to their organization and everything they do. We see what they've done as the Rams this year and getting to the playoffs. And the only marquee name they got on defense is Aaron Donald. The rest of the guys, I would, I would pay somebody a hundred dollars if they could name six players <laughs> on that damn starting defense for the, uh, for the LA Rams. Like, yeah, that's my guy. You feel me? Uh, he's still young relatable but when you hear like these certain comments coming out of the locker room you can tell that they need more than just an x's and o type of guy they need someone that can do that but can also cultivate a a culture uh ron rivera used that word so much but it wasn't for shit there was no culture that was established during his tenureship these guys are still all over the place not really knowing what they're doing like you need a guy that can do both x's and o's motivate and establish that that culture and on top of that he can create a great staff because he has the background of coming from that Sean McVay system and 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 set up I think he would even if he got the job this is just me just throwing it out there I think he would even keep Eric Bieniemy possibly as OC uh or whatever uh, but I know he would have a great staff I even text him today, just like, hey, bro, we might be coming back to the DMV. Look at him, bro. There you go. Hey, you trying to speak that shit into existence. I'm going to be staff. AJ going to quit trap and dive. He's going to be on the sideline with Raheem. Hey, just, just slide him $20, bro. Hey, you know what I'm saying? We're going to see AJ. We're going to see him on the goddamn sideline, bro. <laughs> I'm all for Coach Raheem, and I'm glad that he's getting that opportunity uh, to interview with them. But if it doesn't go, you know, that way for Coach Raheem, like, I, I just feel like ultimately they need to get someone that's bigger than X's and O's. And if it's not a Coach Raw, I'm not even opposed to, to Harbaugh. Like, Harbaugh's a great coach. You feel me? I don't think he will ultimately end up here. I think he takes the Raider job. Uh, just due to the connections there, it's either between Raiders or Chargers. Now, AJ, but you like, taking my guy. You taking my dude now. I'm you saying, all, yeah, yeah you taking my dude. You already got Raheem. You know I'm just saying? trying to give you my final list. So right now is is oh, bro. We told you pick it's, one dude. <laughs> you know, I'm fucking with you. Man. We we may not even get <laughs> we may not even get an opportunity to talk on this any further because I think this is really going to move very fast. If they hire a GM before 
the the first wild card game, you're kind of already going to know who's next in line to be the head coach. Like, that's essentially what's going to happen next. So we may not get another episode to have these conversations, but honestly for me, man, like I said, I like Coach Raheem Morris. I like uh, Coach Harbaugh from Michigan. You know, hopefully they, they go ahead and win that chip tonight. Absolutely. And, um, yes. Who who's the other guy that I like? Uh, damn. Might well leave it there, bro. Okay, I will say who I don't <laughs> who I don't like who I don't like. I'll just finish it off with this. I do not like Ben Johnson. So whatever you do, you've been saying stay, that. Stay away from Ben Johnson and stay away from Joe Gibbs. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Joe. No, 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 no. I'm glad he mentioned Joe, bro. I'm not glad he mentioned Joe. Sorry, there's no. I I thought it was bullshit until I until I looked on Twitter, bro, and I saw somebody. I heard somebody calling on the radio today, like, and they were seriously talking about Joe Gibbs, like bringing them back to 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 have them have conversations with you. I said, bro, I thought it was bullshit until I heard it and seen it. I was like, bro, there's no way that you're going. The guy brought in Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera, and you're asking him to get involved again. Hey, can, Let we, it can, go. We, can we stop? Can we stop throwing strays at my man Joe Gibbs? I put his name on that bullet. No, he, his name, <laughs> why, why is his name on the bullet, AJ? His name is on a bullet because the only person in the world that would have listened to him was Dan Snyder because he didn't have anybody else. Snyder doesn't have it. He he puts hey. everyone he can listen to. So hey. the only person he calls Daniel is- Snyder could have called DC Sports Dre. He could have called Let Maul Tell It. Could have called Arabia. He could have called anybody, bro. You don't know Gibbs? us. <laughs> he that's the only person he ever respected. AJ, that's the only person hey, Joe Gibbs ever respected. And he, I mean, well, Dan Snyder, the only person, he, the only coach he's ever respected was Joe Gibbs because he grew up a Redskins fan watching Joe Gibbs. No other coach he respected like Joe Gibbs. So when he pushed everyone away, when he alienated himself and put himself in his own little box, he said, damn, I don't know who else to consult on this. Who can I call? Joe Gibbs. Joe, can you put a good word in me for Ron Rivera? I can't hire nobody else. No one else wants to work for me. That's the situation the Carolina Panthers are in right now, and I don't envy them. I'm sorry, Carolina Panthers fans. There's not many of you out there, and you're probably not listening to this show, but – you are the new Washington Redskins slash Commanders, and I am sorry for that, but I'm happy it's not us anymore. So, yeah, we got to stop giving Joe those strays, man, because Joe only – he gave a suggestion that only an idiot like Dan Snyder will listen to. So, hey, that's what we're going with. <laughs> hey, do we got any – all right, right, we got any last thoughts on on this 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 preference thing? Um, I honestly don't have a name. I don't have no name. I don't have a. I think I said it the last show. Like my main thing is like understanding what leadership looks like. Um, and, and the way that things started with Josh Harrison, what I outlined earlier. Like I, I think the way his head is 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 um is is structured in terms of like his approach. I'm I'm all I'm all for that. Like that's that's all I need. And 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 at that point, whatever this can whatever the candidates come out. Um, I'm willing to get him a shot. And and I think that's the most important thing for me. Um, because like when you cast such a wide net, bro, you can't necessarily I can't like people can do it, but I can't narrow down on like two or three people. Like that just can't be me, bro. Um, I just need to know like what type of leadership do they bring? Like, do we get Antonio Pierce? I saw somebody bring that up in the chat. Like the person who can who can cultivate a locker room, who can really like have their players buy in and understand, like, you know. 
these are the this is the coach that's going to give me the confidence that I can do X, Y, Z on the field. And because he gave me that confidence, I'm willing to do whatever for this man. And, and I'm willing to I, I understand what winning looks like because of him. So, like, that's all I need. I, I don't have no names for you, but that's kind of where I'm at. Do anybody got? Uh, yeah, I mean, because I haven't gave my preferences yet, but I'm going to say this about Antonio Pierce. I mean, I think the Raiders should keep him. I mean, I think he fits whatever the Raiders should be wanting to build, the culture that they want to build. But obviously we talked about ownership in Las Vegas and, you know, they're, they're a little different. But Antonio Pierce, as far as it comes to us, I'm still a little bit bitter about Antonio Pierce. I don't know, you know, Maul, you a little younger, you know, but I remember. No, I, know, Antonio- I know what he did, bro. He, he said hey. we, we did him wrong. Hey. He said screw us. He went to do no, 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 no. We didn't do that man wrong. He just went. He went and got more money, which as he should have. He was he was decent for us in Washington. But when he got to New York, oh, bro, couldn't stop talking shit about us. I mean, he talked. He called us every name in the book, and I'm still childish. I'm petty, and I'm still holding a grudge against Antonio Pierce. But I love him, and I want him to. Do good in las vegas it just whatever you stay over there on the west coast you do your thing but anyway my preference is jim harbour i mean like i say aj took my guy i mean but i i mean not to say that that's my you know my tunnel vision i'm kind of with you maul in the sense that like i i am willing to wait this out and i'm willing to give benefit of doubt to whoever they hire out here but i mean i think that a home run hire would be a jim harbaugh man because i mean i know he can rub some people the wrong way he's almost like an eric b enemy in a sense as far as like coaches styles and demanding so much out of his staff and his players but he's he has a proven track record of winning everywhere he goes i mean you know san francisco uh michigan now i mean the guy can turn around he he has a proven track record and he's a no nonsense dude and that's what i like about it and i also been kind of thinking lately like you know, he might be a long shot here because the Chargers and the Raiders are kind of, you know, the names that's been popping up a lot with him. But you got to think with Jim Harbaugh, he might be thinking of this situation that's kind of attracted to him for more reasons outside of, you know, obviously he can draft a quarterback at number two. Uh, you have a lot of cat room. But the the ability to kind of start a big kind of media thing and a rivalry thing with his brother up the street. I mean, I know the Ravens have never been a true rivalry of ours, but John Harbaugh has wanted that to be a rivalry. Like Washington fans, we, we don't really think about Baltimore like that. We don't play him like that. But John Harbaugh has for years been saying he wants to steal the fan base oh, yeah, from Washington. Yeah. He wants our fans. He wants to bring us here. He wants to show us. And they've done everything you, you need to do as a franchise to kind of gain that support and all, but fuck you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, John. Hey, 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 I, hey, no disrespect to Baltimore. No disrespect to Baltimore, but at the same time, I'm just repping my team. You know, I want my team to be the, the, the Hey Jerry back in, bro. Wrong gone. No, I get I'm, it, bro. Do your thing, I, bro. I want I want my team to be the giant in this area. And that's just, you know, me being a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like we were the giant in this area for a while, and that's slowly been shifting towards the Ravens. So I don't mind a little fun rivalry with Baltimore. I mean, I don't hate Baltimore in a sense, but I don't mind that, you know, to invite the fun rivalry with them. You know what I mean? And, and I think you add a guy like Jim Harbaugh, that adds something more fun to it. I mean, even though we don't play him that often, we may play him every four years or whatever the case would be, but it's still fun to have that little in-state rivalry with them. And we do and play North next year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty we sure do. we play North. So that'll be a very interesting first yes. year Battle of the Beltway plus Harbaugh uh, matchup. I'm sure the media will have a ball with that. Oh, it would be fun. <laughs> it would be a blast. <laughs> you, know, you know how they do. They would definitely love that. But, yeah, I mean, I just – the reason why I don't see Harbaugh coming here is, like, he didn't hire a new agent for no reason. And if we all know Tom Brady is supposed to be, 
getting a minority stake in the uh, Raiders, in the Las Vegas Raiders. And John Har- uh, John Harbaugh uh, has now hired Tom Brady's agent <laughs> to represent him in these negotiations. So it's kind of like the writing's on the wall for AP, unfortunately. You know, uh, even even my, my other guy over there, Champ, uh, who's been running the show assistant GM, it don't look like he gonna get a fair chance at that job either. Like, cause they put in a request for Adam Peters as well. So, um, it's just one of those things, man. Some organizations will value who can cultivate those relationships in the locker room, and some ownerships want to make splashes, man. Like we've seen it. The Raiders, the Raiders on the hook for over a hundred million plus to. McDaniels and Gruden because they wanted to make those splash hires. So what does that tell you? They don't even care about paying anyone. You feel me? As long as it as long as it gets them the, the splash reviews that they want, they cool with it. And they could end up jeopardizing their locker room. But um yeah, I know we ain't really touched on it this this episode, but I guess uh I guess we found out about a couple players being soft on this team with their exit interviews with the media today. Who, um, who was soft, AJ? Who was soft? I don't <laughs> No, you can say the name. We seen the interviews, bro. I hey. mean, I it and okay, okay. Logan, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. We we already knew in some of our episodes that we've done with a, a guest or whatever that it was identified that someone on the team was being a little, a little, a little bit of a diva. What 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 they say about the Beyonce fans? They be like, "You ain't no diva." <laughs> but <laughs> but AJ, like it, what makes him soft for kind of speaking out against? Because I I'm, I'm asking this because Sam Cosme came out and had comments as well, but it wasn't a lot of the fans have been kind of assuming that the Eric Bieniemy stuff has derived from him coaching him too hard. But Sam Hoffman said he wants to pass the, he wants to pass the ball. I'm gonna run the ball more. He run wants to ball run the ball more. Let me yeah. add one thing before AJ goes. I, I'm I'm gonna be quick with mine, Brad. Like I, I think I understand where AJ coming from, and I also understand like both sides. Like I think Sam Sam. And and even whoever else would have spoke on the offensive line, right? Like they held their peace all year long and the season's over. So, like from their perspective, they just feel like they're getting something off their chest. Like, I don't give a I don't give a damn about who who in here next year. Like, I feel like we could have ran the ball more, but I also understand AJ's perspective. And and I actually lean more to where AJ's coming from. Uh I had to t- it took me some time to think about it, but like I lean more to, to AJ's side because it's like, bro, like. Man, this is this is the scheme. Like, this is this is what I, I, it's you a player doing your job, bro. Like, I, you can voice your opinion, sure, but at the same time, bro, like, you do what you gotta be asked to do, and 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 unfortunately, Benemy don't like to run the football. I, I don't even I don't even think that Benemy don't want to run the football, but he don't like if, to run it. If that's you, evident. If, Seventeen if, games. If you even bro. look at if you even look at Sam Cosme, it's like. You damn right that you want to run the ball because you suck in pass pro. <laughs> you are absolutely trash in pra- in pass pro. That is why they Man. move you from right tackle to guard. Hey, like, stop you lying. are emotional. I'm about to say, he, he, <laughs> he like, lying, I don't know why. He, lying, why you gotta do that to big up? Why you gotta do that to big up? Hey, I'm, yeah, not, no, big up I'm EB, not. Bro, I'm not even. I'm not even big enough. Eb, but the reality is, Sam Cosme coming out of Texas 
was not even supposed to be drafted as a right tackle in this league. Washington still gave him the opportunity after moving on from Morgan Moses. And when he, he got exposed, he was not a good right tackle. But he did his thing this year, though, bro. He did his thing at guard okay. in, in some situations. But in pass pro, that is not his strength. Bro, like, come on, we, bro. We, we know his strength. His strength, is, <laughs> his strength is to be a molar in the run game. That is he, what you rather do. In pass pro, he was getting dog. You watch the tape. Dog, bro. He won't get, but that's what I'm saying. He won't get dog. But, if you want to look at somebody that's getting dog, bro, look at left guard. Look at center, bro. Look at right. Bro, but he was also getting dog too. No, maybe not as much as maybe not as much as Sadiq and the other guys that replaced along the way, like Nick Gates. But he was also getting dog for a period of the season. But what if this is not just a I don't want to do this thing, and more about this is what the results. Get your produce. fucking ass off the team. But it's, man. It might be a production. Nah, it's not even a skin. What if, what if it's a production thing? Nah, like he's happy. looking at what they do. Yeah, it may, he might want to run the ball more because that's what he might have a strip at. But at the same time, he has evidence to back up to say, "Hey, man, this 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 pass all every down thing just wasn't working." And and what I told you earlier, AJ, I responded to your tweet earlier, yeah. and you know uh, about the whole EB situation. I'm like AJ, like. These guys, you know, they're looking, they're playing here, and they want more out of the system, you know, and it wasn't working. If the system isn't working, then bench Sam Howell if he can't run your system. Or if you can't bench him, then you'll have to tweak the system towards whatever Sam Howell's strengths is. Now, personally, you know, I'm not a big Sam Howell fan. I don't think Sam Howell is worth Chinese money, to be honest with you. But at the same time, if you, I ain't yeah. never heard that. Yeah. Worth, if you want to work Chinese but, money. You got to work with old people. Old people be giving me everything, bro. Like, I learned that from them. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the point is, bro, like, if, if if you're playing Sam Howe, regardless of what you believe in Sam Howe, if you want to start him for 17 games like we did, then you realize after a while, this whatever I'm running isn't working for him. I got to tweak it a bit. Maybe I do need to rely a bit on the pass or, or the run. But I think the situation is what we keep coming back to with the whole Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell thing is I think they view Sam Howell as their ticket to success or their ticket to further employment. I think Eric Bieniemy was like, if I'm going to play Sam Howell, I got to make this guy a star. And if I make him a star. But Dre, I, I don't, even, I don't even think it was Bieniemy. It was Ron Rivera. Eric Bieniemy is just the OC. Ron Rivera's whole tenureship this year was tied to the success of Sam Howell. So if Sam Howell is busy handing off the ball, he cannot latch on to anything to show. But what did Ron say in the offseason? He wanted a two to run run. He's a fucking liar. He's I know we know that. We know that. But I don't even think he wanted that. I'm gonna refrain with Ron. I'll say I'm a he's a he's a he's a liar. Uh, Arabia, let me ask you a quick question because I, I really don't know your opinion on this. Do you want Washington to draft the quarterback number two overall, stick it out with Sam Howe, or draft a left tackle? So I'll just quickly get out the way. I don't think we should draft a left tackle for our first-round pick. Um, as far as drafting a quarterback, I mean, it feels criminal to be that high and not try to get your franchise guy. Um, if who we're getting is going to be our franchise guy and be the answer to our quarterback problems, not the answer to our losing problems, but the pro the answer to our quarterback problems, we got to go get them. Who knows where we're going to be in the future as far as draft picks or being able to trade, all that kind of stuff. So we have to strike while the iron is hot. Arabia, give us a name. I mean, I, I, 
<laughs> Come on, give, give hey, us you a know, name, you know you want to you can say look, you can change your mind later. Like we're not okay, holding you down okay. to end, on, Jan, on on January eighth. Yeah, you fine. Yeah, you ain't on trial. You ain't on trial. Okay, so so I'll say I would like to I would like Caleb. I would like Caleb. Okay. Um I don't know if it'll be realistic. I don't know what the Bears are gonna do. I don't know if they're gonna draft people are gonna try to trade up for Caleb. Of course the, the possibilities are endless. However, I would like the opportunity to get here. And I think he wants to be here. Him and his dad have stated several times that this could be an opportunity that they want to be in. So that would be great. Um, if not, then again, I'm just going to go generic and say whoever it is, whether it's Jake May, whether it's Jaden Daniels, whether somehow, for whatever reason, we get Phoenix, which I don't see happening for several reasons. But whoever it is, I just hope that it blends well with the front office. Um, yeah, that's my answer to that. <laughs> hey, um, so look. That's gonna wrap it up for us. Like we could plan, we could talk about the, the offensive line and everything that they said. We could talk about that later. Um, but right now, the most important thing we got that out of the way for now. I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be more names, um, probably some higher soon. But uh, we'll cross that line when we get there. Arabia, I want to give you the floor. Appreciate you joining us, man. It, it was, it was, it was amazing. Good conversation. Uh, great show. I want to give you the floor just to let the people know where they can find you um, and anything and everything that you got going on that you want to plug in. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, AJ, Absolutely. for even presenting the opportunity. This was really great. This was really fun. Um, it's it's a little <laughs> weird now putting the voice that I hear so often to a face. So that also was very great. Thank you. And it was nice meeting you two gentlemen as well. So I'm pretty much on everything except for Instagram right now on uh, Twitter slash X. You can find me at ArabiaXO. And... Um, We'll just leave it at that. Twitter, you can find me Arabia XO. Boom, there it is, fellas. Uh, we're gonna figure out this schedule. Like this is new to us, all season here. We ain't got to worry about nothing right now, so we're gonna figure out our, our off season schedule. But everybody, oh, before I forget, I don't know how I did it. Like, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, if you're on the audio side, make sure you hit that uh, follow button, give us a rating review if you haven't done so. We appreciate that as always. Uh, we'll figure out our schedule. Uh, we'll put it out there, and and then we'll circle back, and we're gonna be live soon. Go ahead, well, Dre. I mean, can I just say this before we get out of yeah. here? It's college football championship tonight, and I just want to give you all a little betting prediction. I mean, this I don't normally do this, but it's a championship game. I'm gonna give us some free advice. If you still have betting advice, go take Jalen Polk's over numbers tonight for Washington. I think he's gonna have a big game with Michael Penix tonight. There you go. You, you can you can bet on college players over and unders, bro. AJ, yeah. I'm not having this conversation with you, bro. Mo like, is the betting guy. You ain't a betting dude. You ain't no betting dude. NBA, NFL, but I <laughs> yes, didn't know. Did. I didn't know yeah. it was legal to bet on yeah. college players over yeah. and under. I knew like, bro, I'm almost Josh Harris on these college football props. You know, it's like a bad fucking football hey, team. <laughs> I, I didn't even know yeah. over under on a on a poke at wide receiver McMillan. Fifty Don't yards. Answer, AJ. Go, go on, his his that one up. Fifty yards. But yeah, AJ, just like you sit these drinks out with me and Maul, sit these props out too. Maul, take Jalen. Hey Holmes man, let's, if y'all around <laughs> this weekend, I'm around this weekend. Unfortunately, uh, my client didn't advance to the playoffs <laughs> over the weekend. Hey, invite him too. Invite him too. He can come out and drink with nah, us. Nah, you know he 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 actually <laughs> he actually at the game right now because uh, he's a Michigan alum, but. Uh, he will not be here this weekend. Um, yeah, if y'all want to link up, man, let's have some hookahs, some drinks. 
You know, I ain't had the first thing you mentioned with the hooker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, AJ love that. You know, AJ love that. I ain't playing with the hooker, bro. That's a Virginia dude right there. AJ, all Virginia. With the reposado, you feel me? All right, say no more, bro. Let's lock in. Let's lock in then. Is it Arabia? You can join too if you if you want to, but I'm pretty sure your weekend is busy. As always, you know, my (laughs) four year old who is here in the background has me running around the world. So thanks for the offer. We we could take him to Six Flags. You know, we can go to Six Flags. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we out of here. Stay tuned. We'll we'll tap in with the episodes. Uh, But yeah, oh, all 32 back on Thursday. Uh, But yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Y'all be safe. Enjoy your weekend. All that good stuff. Damn, set, huh? Watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole, or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long, or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.